So Tristan, let's say happy Friday for those that are checking in on launch day of this particular episode of the Landlord Page podcast. And today we're going to get stuck into three fantastic case studies of investments that have come from clients actually listening to this podcast and following you on your buy to let of the week examples. So in reality, we're going to talk about three finance and forget perfect case studies. So the first thing I wanted to do is talk to you about just from a bit of sourcing and conversational activity you have with property investors when they first reach out to you. What are the typical questions you get asked and how do you help guide them through that first stage process? And the, the number one question I always get asked is, where do I buy? Yep. <laughs> the obvious answer, of course. Um, and it, I think it really comes down to a few different things which we've discussed in previous podcasts is how much money you've got to work with, what your end goal is. So we sort of narrow down that first in terms of what their plan of action is. Is it a short term, long term? Obviously, you only really want to work with a long term investment because that's what property is. It's for the long term gain. Yeah. Um, so depending on budget will depend on what they can purchase as well. And then depending on that will depend on what area they go for as well. So we cover the home counties. Um, typically, Berkshire is my sort of core area, I should say. Um, so I know the market well there. We know the, what the growth is. We know what the demand is. So it's the ideal investment for us locally. But those that don't have the budgets for that, we can look further afield. Like as we've covered before, you can go up north for a better yield, but the return sort of capital appreciation you get on that over a 10-year period is going to be far less, um, which is it depends on, on what you're looking for. So they're, they're the main sort of things is where do I invest? How much do I need to spend? What am I going to make basically? Yeah. Um, and then answering any questions that, that may may have the back of it or any concerns that maybe I've had some people that's called up because of specifically the podcast mm-hmm. to say, I've had a load of cash sat there in the bank, been thinking of what to do with it, been listening to your podcast. What do you suggest? Talking through it. And so the two, here we are today. The two sort of recent clients that um, I think we spoke to one of them together and I spoke to one of them on my, on my own yesterday. We've got the, the the husband and wife that have gone, basically, we've got a ton of equity in our house now. Prices have gone up significantly over the t- last two years. I think they've been there for seven or eight years themselves. So they've done well out of their, their home residence. Business is going well. Savings are going well. Kids are growing up. And they're now looking at property as a way to pension plan effectively and um, almost future proof their finances for the future of their kids and for themselves when it comes to retirement. So they've remortgaged a chunk of cash out of their property. They're looking to get some finance, obviously, to go alongside that and potentially buy two or three properties over the next 18 months, which just makes a ton of sense when you look at it. And and that's a perfect uh, case study of an example of a a new property investor in the market. And then yesterday, I spoke to uh, clients of mine that are actually two business owners. Business is now, I think, seven or eight years as well in in play. They've got a a nice kind of uh, chunk of cash in the business pot. And they're looking to set up an SPV and buy as a limited company as a sort of piggyback off of their current li- limited company, get some finance because the company's got good credit rating and individually as directors of that business, they've got good credit rating and basically go 50-50, 50 cash, 50 loan. And both sets of those investors are really looking for that finance and forget approach. Everyone's kind of, I guess, time poor in that generational bracket of the new 
property investors that are actively looking to get involved. And I'd say if you were specifying a demographic, you'd probably say low 30s up to mid 40s. I think that's that new investing bracket that we're talking about. And they've got time time on their hands to do stuff with the family and business, but not an extra side hustle. And that's where we come into play. So one of the first... Um, one of the first properties that we've done recently uh, is actually a straightforward flat. And this particular flat that was purchased, um, there was a conversation had with um, an investor that we knew very well, and his business has had a really good year. And effectively, he said, look, I've got a, a chunk of cash, not significant amount of money. I think it was you know, 70, 75 grand, something like that, um, in the business account, which is effectively spare. And I'm wondering what I should do with it. And that's where we had the conversation then with him about, well, why not invest it in property and let's see the rate of returns you can get from it. So as a case study, using the Crowform flat, what was the outcome? What was the property bought? What was the price? What's the rent? What's the yield? And how much money is he making now? Yeah, no, that was a great example, that one. So um, brought a two-bedroom ground floor flat uh, across the road from the station, some shops literally next door to it as well. So in terms of location, it's perfect. Um, we basically let that immediately um, before he had actually completed on the property um, and they were moving from overseas. So a friend viewed it on their behalf. They video called uh, alongside some other viewings. They have other offers as well. Um, but we achieved the maximum price on that of £1,250. On and a what did you buy it for? 255. 255, rent so, 1250. So a yield on a property of that is 5.8% gross. So solid. For, it's good for a flat. Um, and I think due to the location of that one, not every flat's the same. I think they all have their, their different selling points, but that one specifically was across the, you couldn't be any closer to the station. Yeah. Um, but don't have the noise of a busy flat. Um, it had a big, big living room. Um, Kitchen off of that, a massive hallway through the middle, plenty of storage space, two bathrooms and two good-sized bedrooms, and the master bedroom's huge as well. Um, really it's good about, purchase, that what, one. What, about 25 years old, probably, something like that, I would have yeah, thought? Yeah, in the region of 25 years old, yeah. Um, the seller had already painted the property, had tenants in there before that were paying £1,215. Mm -hmm. um, so he was already getting a good rental, um, but obviously the market's gone up since then. Um, repainted it, new carpets, the appliances were new already. So basically it was already what you call a plug and play property, basically. Yeah. EPC rating um, is pushing, I think it's a C, uh, quite a, a mid-range C. So it no works required come if legislation changed in 2025. Um, so pretty much ready to go. So mm. tenant moved in two weeks later. Spare 70 grand in, in the business account, managed to turn it into a buy-to-let, purchased at just over a quarter of a million pounds, and I think from talking to him, he's now making after service charges, management charges, and obviously mortgage somewhere in the region of about £650 a month profit on that particular property. So just a perfect example of a finance and forget. He doesn't want to deal with the management. He's just bought it, said yes, took our advice. He's quite happy making the 600 quid monthly profit because let's be honest, 70 grand sat in your business account is not going to make you 600 pounds a month. Nope. If anything, it's going to lose you six pounds a month at this rate. So um, a really, really good example of just a simple case study there. He is actually looking to buy another one. So we're on the look for another one, which is looking freehold this time. Mm -hmm. So 
the flat was first time quick got the money yeah. and now he's got the bug and he wants something with equity growth on there as well yeah awesome great example of someone getting the confidence to see from using our i guess our experience and our knowledge but also just our confidence building approach to, to a new investor he's now got the bug and he's ready to go again um so the, the next case study I think this is one that's actually going through at the moment, but it's a Bracknell three-bedroom end of terrace, I believe, or a semi. Yep. Yeah. Um, so again, I think this is a different type of business owner, but someone running their own business. They, are. they came to you directly. They've been, you know, looking at your buy-to-lets of the week. They've been listening to the podcast. Probably wanted to do it, but didn't have the time, or the confidence, or the knowledge to know where to start really I think so it was more telephone call with you I want to do this what do we do next and it was as, as sort of vague as that I think the conversation initially still exactly the same to this moment I'm <laughs> liaising with the sales um, just finding out where we are with things um, it, it was all the way from the start was I've got money um, I've had a really good year been listening to the podcast but want to invest in something I've been seeing some of the gains that other people have had um, what could, what advice can you give me? He's on the look once again for another one now, even so this sale's not gone through and he's looking at upsizing and renting out his current property. So he's gone from buying one to potentially looking to buying another one and letting out his. Yeah. Um, so very that, that property's a really good, he's got that at a really good price. The market's obviously gone up since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been, I had some people that missed out on another one, which we're going to talk about after. Um, they loved the property. It was just the location didn't work for them. This is, in, in in my opinion, a better location, but hence the reason they're paying more in money for the property. It has an integral garage as well and driveway parking. Um, the owners have really looked after it. They've repainted, put a modern bathroom in there. Kitchen's not massively modern, but it's livable and it's neutral, so there's no opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it'd be be nice to have a, a more modern one, but it's not needed. Yeah, a few minor bits of work to do in there. So one of the rooms is quite dark. They just they've asked for it to be painted a neutral color, uh, and the decking in the garden. There's a few broken bits of decking which need replacing, but very minor stuff that can be done. Um, we had a one-off viewing there a couple of weeks ago um, before the mortgage offer had gone out for a tenant. For a tenant, we'd been waiting a couple of weeks, but we was pretty much there. Um, that person fell in love with the property. They've got until July to move in. The sellers need a quick sale anyway, so it's due to exchange and complete very soon. But I've got a tenant lined up for that at fifteen hundred, um, which is is great. The the sellers obviously delighted because it helps them know that the sale is progressing for them to buy their new build. Yeah. Um, and the buyer's filled with confidence knowing that he's got a tenant lined up for straight after they complete. Um, at a maximum price of 1500 So the seller's happy because they've got the confidence that their buyer, your client, the property investor, has already found a tenant yep. if it all coincides timescales-wise. Uh, the landlord, the new landlord, is happy because he knows there's a tenant, there's rent to go in, and the tenant below is happy because they know they've seen it off-market and they've got property secured, which is the opposite of how normally an estate agent would work because it needs to be a tick box exercise. In this case, just common sense from start to finish. Everyone's happy. It's a freehold. I actually think it's a fantastic price that he's got that property for now. And down the line, you know, on the day of completion, you could probably hand the keys over and say, well done, you've made 15 grand on that one, I would say at least. So um, all around, 
happy people and a perfect example of another property, finance and forget. He can get involved if he wants to get involved with the garden bits and bobs. And yeah, tenants happy, landlords happy, sellers happy. That's what buying property is about as a property investor. It's, it's not always about looking for the phenomenal deal. It's about being able to strike when a chain breaks, which is what happened in this one. Take advantage, get in there, get yourself a good freehold family home, and that will be a fantastic long-term asset for, for that particular landlord. But there's no stress involved either if you think about it. So buying is a stressful process, moving is a stressful process. But when you cross all the dots together, mm. Having everything in place just makes it so much smoother. The tenant loves what we do because they've been viewing that they said they've missed out on so many properties. The videos we do, obviously, are showing the sales details initially. It said, look, I've got this potentially coming up. So it's already a, a conversation weeks before. Mm -hmm. They loved that. And I said, look, do a drive-by. They went to the property, had a drive-by outside, loved the location. So they love the process as well because they're not being outbid by other people or missing out, which is what's been happening. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, it fills the, the landlord with confidence because we know exactly what needs to be done in there in terms of compliance, what works required. So all of that's lined up. So the moment it happens, that work will be done mm -hmm. and that tenant moves in. Such a smooth transition. Whereas if we wait till the completion, um, no tenant lined up, get the stuff done because it's going to need to be done anyway. It's all yeah. standard stuff. Then you've got the void period for that period of time of that, then the marketing, it's just like a wasted window. Yeah. And then everyone's having to losing. About the mortgage. Yeah, everyone's losing, no one's happy, and it's just estate agents going down the, the tick box exercise, which yeah. is not needed. Um, third example of a property is purchase price at 340,000. So talk to me about this one. So this was on with another local agent. Um, I done buy to let of the week on this one. Been speaking to the investor for about four weeks, um, sending me multiple messages, sort of nine, 10 o'clock at night saying, the usual, in from work, been looking on right move, what do you think of this, what do you think of that? Mm -hmm. Sent some reports back, said, look, don't go with that one, this one I'd stay away from, that's a good one, that's sold way over asking price, didn't even get a chance to see it. And then they seen this one, I said, look, that one's nice, but if you was to do that, yes, it's less than the other ones, but that's because it needs a new kitchen, it needs a new carpets, it needs a new repaint and so forth. She's like, look, I'm open to the work on that. It's not a problem, just whether it's the right one. A property had let nearby to there within the month of them looking at that for 1500 but historically they were all sort of 13, 13, 50, but nothing recently had let there specifically. Mm -hmm. um, went out to view it, offered on the property, had it accepted. I went back a few weeks later with the sellers in situ, with the new buyer, had a walk around, went through the works in person of what needed to be done. So she'd already planned to what needed to be done prior. Um, and rather than replace the kitchen, what she'd done was she went in and got some nice um, paint that was specifically for the units and repainted all like the cabinets. She just uplifted. Basically, just freshened it up, basically. Yeah. Um, and she made it look a hell of a lot better than what it did. So mm. you'll see, if you go on our Facebook page, you'll see the photos. And I've got some before photos, which I can send. And the transformation was massive. So she didn't technically need to spend the money on the kitchen, though it would have been nice. But she said, look, I don't have the money now. Let me recoup some money from the rent, and then I'll look to do it in the future. Yeah. But as it stands, this is what I plan to do. No problem. Done that, painted the house herself. So it's minimal cost for it. It was just her time, but she had the time to do it. Um, and then got new carpets upstairs as well. Along the way, we did find out that the electrics failed, um, but it was sort of expected because there was 
loads of drop down lights throughout and you could just see that potentially so it's going to flag up so that was probably the biggest cost though is doing the um, new electrics throughout to pass the ICR and then in the garden there was like a decking area that all had to be ripped up because it was all broken and rotten mm. and that's all being replaced but that's where it gets the sun you're going to spend a lot of time over there and she's spending the money but making the money on 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 the actual sort of overall valuation but she's reduced the cost as well because she's done it herself and what was her situation when what was what was the reason for her investing? Was she using uh, business cash? Was she using no. savings? So that was savings they had. So they obviously lived in their family home um, and just had some cash sat there um, and just said, we might as well just, we've yeah. got kids, let's start growing a portfolio to then pass down to them in the future. So it's a long-term thing for them as well. Buy the one, see how it goes. So there's potential of more, but I think it's been a positive response to her as well. So that was bought at three thirty, um, sorry, three forty for that. We achieved fourteen fifty in rent, which is fifty pounds more than I said you'd probably achieve on that. We did have fifteen hundred, but unfortunately, due to to referencing, it went back on the market. Um, but that would just come down to to my professional experience of saying let's not go with these, let's find better tenants, um, which we've done, and they've moved in at a maximum rent on a, on a two year tenancy. Yeah, I love it. Love the case studies. We wanted to share that with our listeners because other people are reaching out to us. If you've listened to a load of our podcasts and not reached out with us yet, we'd love to have a conversation with the people listening. Um, if it's the first time listening and you think, you know what, one of those examples really sort of hits home with what I'm about and what I'm looking to do, give us a shout because we can help you get over the hurdles without you going through the stress. And as we can see there, we've got the top three really simple kind of finance and forget options, um, three case studies, three investors, three properties. And for us, there'll be many more of those. Like we say, we've got a couple of, well, up, up to about 10 different clients we're working with at the moment that will become buy-to-lets or have buy-to-lets that are looking for more buy-to-lets. And if you're one of those people and you'd like just our advice on a property you're looking to buy and you want us to use one of our back-end systems to give you a report and lowdown on it, then we're always happy to chat with, with landlords. Even if you don't use us, we'd still love to have a conversation with you. Hopefully everyone's enjoyed that episode of the podcast, those three case studies. We'll do this again in a couple of weeks' time and share some more because there's some more in the pipeline that we're looking for. And if anyone's got any questions at all, reach out to me, Mike or Tristan. And thanks so much for listening or watching the Landlord Page podcast. I'm flicking through YouTube and through Spotify. I don't think there's a podcast or a video channel on YouTube that landlords can land on where they're not being sold something. I mean, it'd be the first time any estate agents ever asked that question, but why not ask that question to a wider audience? They just have the knowledge there, but they don't seem to share it. You can do different episodes based around someone that wants an exit plan or someone that's just starting their portfolio. The rules change every year. Yeah. But why not just open the floor out and just say, well, is property even the best investment out there? And tax advice is a big thing, especially with everything that's changed, capital yeah. gains tax and obviously a stamp duty cost that you need to pay and whatnot. People don't realise what they need to prepare for. We build a podcast and we build a YouTube channel, somewhere that landlords can go and they feel they're not being sold to, but they're just getting quality advice.